0: Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.PurposeMCC.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. hearts through his word this morning. I want you to uh, go ahead and and take your Bibles and and turn with me, please, to uh, the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 7. Thank you, uh, Katie and worship team, musicians. Joshua chapter 7 Last Sunday we <clears throat> we talked about Joshua we talked about the children of Israel and the walls of Jericho and we talked about it in a kind of a different light than than what um Most times it's heard uh, about the walls and and we're always talking about uh, marching around the wall and and our walls falling down, but so many times we don't recognize that God had already told Joshua that the battle had already been won. The walls had already been dealt with uh, before uh, Joshua and the children of Israel ever made one trip around the wall, the battle had already been won. God spoke that to Joshua. And we talked about the things that led up to God saying that to Joshua. Uh, Gilgal. Uh, God rolled away the reproach. In other words, he rolled away the shame of the past of the children of Israel. And Then we talked about the manna ceasing and how God's will is that that uh, the manna has ceased, so it's time to plant some seed. And then we saw where uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joshua as the host, captain of the Lord's host, and how Joshua fell down and worshipped him. And so uh, we talked about those things that that lead up uh, to victory in our lives and that the battle of Jericho, as we call it, uh, was not really a battle, it was a walking out of what God had already done. And, and you've got to walk those things out. There, there are things in, in our lives that we go through, there are walls that we face, struggles that we face, and you have to walk them out. You, some things you're going to have to walk through, guys. Life, life is life, and even though we have relationship with Christ, uh, there are things that we're going to have to walk through, things that we're going to have to walk out, and there there are things that you're just going to have to flesh those things out, but, but you can always rely on this one thing, that God is faithful. He is faithful. He always has been, and He always will be. But what I want to talk about uh, for just a few minutes this morning is <clears throat> this... Uh, this little deal with AI uh, in Joshua chapter seven, uh, and and we we've, we've heard about that many times. And I wasn't gonna fool with it. I wasn't gonna go there. I was gonna go on and and do some other things. And God just continually spoke to my heart about this this battle of AI, and and so I wanna I wanna just talk about it for just a few minutes this morning uh and uh i'm going to read just a few verses uh in Joshua chapter 7 uh i want you to look with me uh beginning at verse 6 of Joshua chapter 7 now while you're finding verse 6 uh i just kind of give you a little update on what's going on here uh the children of Israel have have seen a great victory uh at Jericho they they uh they walked it out. They saw the walls fall down, uh, and, and they were able to, to conquer <clears throat> this Jericho, uh, Jericho being the first obstacle that they faced when they crossed the River Jordan going into the Promised Land, and they were able to, to uh, see the walls fall, and God did a mighty, mighty miracle uh, in that story there. But now, the walls have fallen, and they've moved on now, and they've come up against another enemy. Can I tell you something this morning, and I'm going to let you sit down here in a few minutes, but can I tell you something this morning that when you deal with your Jericho today, there will be another enemy tomorrow, somewhere. There's, there's always going to be a Jericho, or there will be an Ai. And, and so, uh, but hopefully what we talk about this morning will even further your uh, understanding of how to deal with your enemies. Listen, I'm firmly convinced today that there is no enemy that I face that can destroy me or tear me down or rob me of my relationship with God. Listen, I might get hit sometimes, and I might get knocked down, I might get bruised and beaten up, and and, sore. and you might see me come in on crutches spiritually sometime, or you might see me with a black eye spiritually sometime, but friend, I am convinced today that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. I am convinced today that whether I go through trials, struggles, shipwrecks, car wrecks, uh, brokenness, whatever, people walk away from me and leave me, there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God in my life. Amen? So let's look at verse 6. The children of Israel have come up, this little small city called Ai, and, uh, you know, with this great victory that they've just accomplished at the walls of Jericho, they look at this little small spot in the road and say, hey, Joshua, you know it won't take, but, just a few uh, warriors to go and, and deal with that we'll we'll go deal with that in the morning and be back home by lunchtime and so uh, they went and and they were going to deal with this these people of AI took just a few thousand uh, men uh, warriors and uh, went up to uh, fight against AI. Well, at the end of the day, there was about 30-something guys that got killed that lost their life. Uh, The people of Ai chased them out, chased them all over the place, routed them, run over them, and all of that. And now they've come back. Joshua realizes what's happened. And in verse 6, the Bible says that Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And that, that was just a picture or a symbol of mourning, uh, of brokenness, uh, of frustration, of not understanding what's going on. You know, I've just gotten through this Jericho thing, and now here's this little spot in the road, and it has, it has destroyed us. It has wiped me out. I don't understand what's going on. Any of you ever been there? Yes, we've all been there. And Joshua said, "Lord God, where hast thou, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan uh, to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns their backs before?" their enemies. Father, we thank you today for your word. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, I want to just I want I want to explain this. Look at your neighbor and say, he's going to explain some things. I'm not going to explain it. I'm going to explain it to you. That's what old guy used to work with. He he he'd come up and say, uh, Pastor, I, I want to explain something to you. So I'm going to explain something to you because I want you to understand what I'm saying. Guys, realize this, that we're living in a very, very critical hour, uh, not only in the church but in our nation. We're in critical time. And it is important for us to realize that, listen, I've said this before, I want to prepare you to be able to deal with the storm even if the storm doesn't come. I pray that the storm doesn't come, but I want you to be able and ready to deal with the storm if it does come. Now, I thought it was kind of weird that in Joshua chapter 7, that we just read, verses 6 and 7 and 8. Joshua is, is not pictured anymore standing before this captain of the host of the Lord who has a, a, a sword drawn in his hand. Joshua is no longer pictured as one who is bowed down before uh the the angel of the Lord, and I believe it was a uh, it was Christ, I believe it was Jesus that was standing before him, but we don't see Joshua standing there uh, bowed down anymore. Uh, we don't see him standing there with his shoes off because he's standing on holy ground uh, that we saw in uh, Joshua five and, and six. Uh, we don't see this this conquering leader. Uh, standing there anymore, uh, and and my how fast things can turn around. Uh, it's amazing to me sometimes that 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 how quickly uh, things can turn around. Life can just throw you a curve at an instant, and and uh, where you had joy a few minutes ago, now your life is falling apart. Uh, and it's amazing to me how quickly. Things turned around for Joshua. And I want to focus this morning not necessarily on uh, what caused. The, the bad, the, the uh, failure at AI, but I want to focus on Joshua this morning because I, I believe today that God is looking at you and he's saying you're a Joshua, but I want you to understand, listen, about uh, this with Joshua. This is what the Lord spoke to me this morning uh, when I was thinking about this. Uh, God said to me, Son, you will be affected by the actions of others many times. But just because you are affected by the actions of others does not mean that you have to be infected by their actions. Now that might sound a little bit weird to you, but I'll explain it to you. All of us here today have been affected by the actions of other people. And some form or another. We're affected by the actions of our government. This nation is affected by the actions of those that we've elected and put in office to represent us. We we are being affected even right now by the decisions that our government makes and our Supreme Court has made uh, concerning abortion. Abortion. Roe v. Wade, things like that, where they made the decision to disregard life and and abort babies, it has affected me and it will affect my children. So decisions of other people have effects on us. My family has been affected by the decision of a man who chose to walk out of a bar uh, several years ago, uh, drunk out of his mind and get in his truck and get on Highway 21 uh, and drive uh, on the wrong side of the road and hit my brother head-on on a motorcycle and took his life. That man's decision has affected my family down through the years. Do you understand what I'm saying? And in this story of Ai, we see where a man uh, whose name was Achan made a decision to walk in disobedience to God and take some things from the ruins of Jericho and hide them under his tent. Some gold, some silver, and some garments that he had seen uh, laying in the rubble and ruins of Jericho. And the, the thing is that God had specifically said, Do not do that. And and But Achan saw it. He coveted it. He got it. He took it to his tent and hid it under uh, his tent. It not only affected Achan, but it affected Achan's children. It affected Achan's wife. It affected every aspect of Achan's life. But not only did it affect Achan, but it affected Joshua, and it affected the children of Israel. And listen, I want to tell you this morning that there are things and decisions that people make, and I know this is a little bit different, and this is not where I wanted to go this morning, but this is where Holy Spirit said go today. That Listen, we are in a time today, and you are in a time this morning where you are being adversely affected by things that have happened around you. No, you could not control it. You tried to control it it. You tried to stop it. You tried to prevent it, but it was uncontrollable, and that uh, decision or that action or whatever has affected you, and now you're sitting here this morning, and you're worried, and you're struggling about, God, where are you in my situation? Listen, Joshua, this great military leader, this great man of God that knew the power and knew the anointing and the authority of God. Joshua, this great man that led uh, a million plus people across the Jordan River uh, into the land of promise that God had said, I'm gonna give this to you. Joshua, this great man of God, we see him now laying on the ground, throwing dust over his head, renting his garment and pulling his garment out and saying these words that, that we if you uh, have read earlier back in the book of Exodus where the children of Israel made this statement would to God that we had just stayed in Egypt and, and we wouldn't have to be dealing with all this stuff that we're going through now and now here is Joshua laying before God saying God I don't understand what's going on I don't know what's happening in my life it would have been better for us if we had stayed over there. Isn't it amazing this morning how Joshua is standing there and laying there on the ground when just a few days ago he was marching around the walls of Jericho and the victory of God was in his grip and God blessed with a mighty miracle. Isn't it amazing that just a few days earlier Joshua was on his face before God in the holiness and presence of God, worshipping and giving God glory but just a few days later here I am laying on my face worried about God why in the world did you allow me to get where I am today you're going to have to forgive me I can't I can't preach this easy and I know you might not like the screaming and the hollering but it, it's coming your way so I want you to get it today I want you to understand this morning, guys, that, that life will throw AIs at you. Life will throw aches at you. Life will throw things in your path that will cause you to fall on your face and wonder where the blessing of God is. But listen, I want to tell you something today. There's a revelation there in this story that God began to speak to me. And I, it's, man, I'm just super excited about it. Listen. I don't know if you've ever read A.W. Tozer's writings or not, but I've told you before, he's one of my favorite uh, men of God from the past. And A.W. Tozer wrote a book that was entitled The Knowledge of the Holy. And in that book, there's an excerpt that says this, and I'm going to just quote it, The Low View of God... Entertained almost universally among Christians is the cause of a hundred lesser evils everywhere among us. The decline of the knowledge of the holy has brought on our troubles. A rediscovery of the majesty of God will go a long way in toward curing them. Later on, Tozer said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Listen to this. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. The history of mankind will probably show that no people have ever risen above its religion and man's spiritual history will positively demonstrate that no religion has ever been greater than its idea of God. Now, to just kind of bring that into perspective. My view of God, how I view God determines what God does in my life. When you think about God, let me, let me ask you this, when, you, when I say this, when I say Jesus Christ, when I say that, what do you think about? Do you think about a man hanging on a cross? Do you think about a man who died? Do you think about a good man do you think about uh, a picture hanging on a wall of a man with bright blue eyes and, and all that? What do you think about when, when I say Jesus Christ? You see, your view of God will determine everything about who you are in relation to God. And the thing about AIs in our lives is if we're not careful, it will rob us or distort our view of God. Now listen, I want to tell you this about God. God is holy, meaning that God is perfect. He is without sin. God is righteous. In other words, there is nothing, there is no sin found in God. God is absolute holy, all right? Not only is God holy, but God is omnipotent. That word omnipotent simply means that God, when I talk about God, I am saying that when He is omnipotent, I am saying God is all-powerful. There is nothing that is outside of God's power and ability to touch. Not only is God omnipotent, but God is omnipresent, meaning that God is everywhere That wherever I go, the psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, then God, you are right there with me. And, and what I'm saying today, that God is omnipresent. It doesn't matter. Listen, yesterday you might have been admiring the walls of Jericho that had fallen in your life, and today you might be on your face in the dirt bringing sackcloth and ashes over your body. But listen, God was there yesterday, and God is omnipresent. He is there today. Uh, you might, listen, you cannot go by what you feel. You cannot go by whether the rain is coming down. Or the sun is shining. That has nothing to do with God's power and ability in your life. Not only is God omnipresent, but God is omniscient. That means that God is all knowing or all seeing. He is, He, listen, before, listen, before you got to AI, God already seen it. God already seed it. He already knew it. He already knowed it. He already had the plan worked out. He already had it figured out what he was going to do. Before you ever got there, God said, I've already been there and I already know. He's all powerful, all knowing, all seeing. He's everywhere. God is transcendent. Meaning that he is different from us. He is not like you and I. He is independent from us. God is not dependent upon my actions of whether or not he uh, can cause the sun God is transcendent. He is not, he is not uh, like you and I. He is eternal. God is unchangeable. He is unshakable. He is unmovable. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He is the creator. He made all that we know. He flung the stars out in the sky. He is the creator. Listen, you can go ahead and think that you were a glob of something that washed up on a seashore somewhere that turned into a frog, that turned into a monkey, that turned into hanging from a tree limb somewhere. You can go ahead and think that or choose to believe that, whatever you want to do, but I choose to believe today that God God spoke and it came. God spoke and it was. God spoke and it came into being. i much rather believe today that I am the creator. I am the created of the creator. i much rather believe today that I am of intelligent design. I am not some glob that just came about that blobbed together and washed around in the sea or something like that. God made me an intelligent God created, an intelligent creator. Now, I want I want I want you to get this this morning. The Bible says in Romans chapter one, beginning along with verse eighteen, going through verse thirty-two. The Bible says this, and I'm just paraphrasing that in the last days in the last days people are going to disregard the work of god they're going to give more attention to the created than the creator they're going to they're going to put more focus in the creation than they are in the creator They're going to change about the things of God and and all of that, and they're going to to begin to pursue their own selves and their own agendas. And that's going to be one of the the telltale signs of the last days that we're living in. And as a result of that, God said, I'm going to just let them go. I'm going to turn them over to reprobate minds, and I'm going to let them go. And so we understand, and that's the time that we're living in today. But I want to—I want you to go back to Joshua chapter seven, and I want to hit this, and then we're going to move on because I'm, I don't want to hold you long. Now Joshua did all of this, and he said, "God, what shall I say when?" the children of Israel, turns their backs before their enemies. God, what am I going to do when when we can't stand before our enemies? What am I going to do, God, when i prayed and believed and I've sought and I've stood in faith, but yet it, it doesn't seem to be working? God, what am I going to do when so-and-so, when when Bubba over here or, or Sissy over here has done something that's messed up and, and, and is affecting my life. When, when I'm going through all this stuff that I cannot control, God, what am I going to do? How am I going to deal with this? And I want you to notice what God said to Joshua. Remember this. Remember this. You will be affected by the actions of people around you many, many times. You'll be affected by things that they do, the things that they don't do, the things that they say, or the things that they don't say, but that doesn't mean that it needs to infect you or get inside of you to destroy you. There's a big difference in being affected and being infected, all right? So now look at this. In verse 12, of Joshua chapter 7. The Bible says, Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. Look at verse 13. Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel There's an accursed thing in the midst of you, O Israel. And you cannot stand before your enemies until that thing be taken out from among you. So, the decisions of Achan had adversely affected Joshua and the children of Israel. But I want you to notice what God said to Joshua to do. Deal with that that you can deal with Fix that that you can fix and my blessing will come upon you. Listen, Joshua, you've got to realize that you've got to do what you can do, deal with what you can deal with, and quit letting the decisions of Achan infect your life. Because God is saying just because they made that decision that doesn't mean that you are not going to get the blessing or the promise that I promised you so to make a long story short Joshua dealt with Achan according to what God said and and Joshua uh, was able to uh, move on and Achan was eventually, or Ai was eventually destroyed. But listen, here's what I I want you to see this morning is that Joshua had just previously stood before God and God said, take your shoes off because you are on holy ground. That view of God, that encounter with God is, is what I believe carried Joshua through all of these things. And listen, when Joshua was on his face in the dirt, throwing dust and dirt over his, over his back, saying, God, why in the world is all this happening to me? I believe that when God stood Joshua up, I believe that he looked at Joshua and said, Listen, I want you to understand, uh, why are you laying upon your face? He said that in verse 10 Uh, the Lord spoke to Joshua and said son why are you laying on your face why are you saying all these things that you're saying don't you know that there's only one thing that will rob you of your blessing and that is sin don't you understand Joshua that there's one thing that is robbing the children of Israel of, of their blessing and that is the sin of somebody else but listen, you deal, you deal with what you can deal with and God said, I'm gonna take care of the rest of it. And here's the thing that carried Joshua all down through the conquest of the land of, of Canaan and that is his view of God and how he looked at God. Listen, in Exodus chapter 3, we we mentioned this the other day. The burning bush, when Moses came up to the burning bush. And he was standing there watching this bush that was covered with flames, but yet was not being consumed. And God spoke to to Moses and said, Take your shoe off because you're standing on holy ground. Moses took his shoes off and began to worship God. God did that at the beginning. That was was the beginning of the deliverance of the children of Israel. I believe this, that it was there where God put a revelation of who he was into Moses that would carry Moses all the way through to the end of his life it was his view of God it was how he viewed God he understood the holiness of God and then we see Joshua having that same experience at the beginning of the conquest of the promised land and that established that view of God in Joshua's life where when God said, take your shoes off. It was, it was a symbol of reverence. It was a symbol, or picture of, of uh, a man standing in the presence of a holy God that realized that he was so small and, and insignificant, but yet he had the opportunity to stand here in the presence of God Almighty. You see, guys, today, the view that we have of God The way that we look at God affects every area of our life. The way that you view God will affect how you will deal with the issues that you will face in your life. You'll never get, you will never grow past your view of God. You'll never get bigger than your view of God. That's the reason I've always said, I I meet people all the time that, that say, well, I don't believe God does this. I don't believe God still works miracles. I don't believe uh, that God still heals. And I don't believe this and I don't believe that. And I, I, want, I look at them and I say, well, you know, you go ahead and believe whatever you want to. But I personally choose today to believe that if it's in the Word of God, God can still do it. I believe in the power of God. Now listen, this battle of Ai... And how that that it seemed like that everything had turned the other way and was going south for the children of Israel. But we know that it was sin. And God can't bless sin. God cannot, he couldn't bless the sin of Achan. And Achan's sin affected the whole nation. And we're in a nation today that has been affected, or we have been affected by the sin of this nation. And we're going to be affected more. But we've got to get the attitude of Joshua that says, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to be obedient to God. I'm going to walk in obedience to God because my blessing and your blessing is not contingent upon the decisions of others. You see, when I get a view of God and recognize the holiness and the majesty of God, it changes everything in my life. Doesn't matter what I'm going through. Doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. My view of God will carry me through. It will ensure that I'm going to walk in victory. So I want to ask you this morning, there are people that, that perhaps are sitting here today and your view of God is based upon something that you heard years ago. Maybe a grandmother or a grandfather sat and told you this is who God is. And that's what you believed. Maybe that's how you see God. When you, when you think about God, that's how you see him based upon what your grandmother or your mother has taught you about him. But I want to tell you something this morning that you'll never know the beauty of God and you'll never really understand how awesome God is until you get in your word and you begin to get into the pages of your Bible and begin to read about the majesty and the power and the holiness of who God is. Doesn't matter if you've signed your name on a card. Doesn't matter if you've walked down the aisle and shook the hands of a preacher or anything like that. You will never know who God truly is until you open up the pages of His Word and begin to allow His Holy Spirit to speak to you about who He is. Listen, that is where. Lives are changed. And that is where you will recognize that God is greater than all of the struggles that you're going through. He is greater and more powerful than any issue that you will face. Amen? You see, I was raised in a Christian home. I heard the Bible. I heard preaching every day of my life. I was drugged to church every time the door was open and I'd heard Sunday school lesson after Sunday school lesson after Sunday school lesson. I knew every Bible story. I knew about Daniel and the three Hebrew children. I knew all of that stuff but you know what? I was lost. I didn't know about Jesus but I had heard about Jesus. I had heard that he died for me. I had heard about all of that, but I didn't know him. Because I had heard it from other people who had experienced him and they were sharing with me their experience. But I didn't know him. Listen, I, 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 I think that, that many of us go through trials and struggles and we, we, we find ourselves in the midst of battles a lot of times because we are going on something that we've heard but not something that we've experienced. Listen, it is one thing for me to tell you that Joshua met this man and, and he uh, had a sword in his hand and all of that and, and, and all of that. It's one thing for me to tell you about Jesus dying on a cross and, and all of that and what he did for you. And you can walk out of here and say, uh, I heard that and I, and I know that, but if you don't apply it to your life, it will not do you any good. See, he's got to get bigger than your Sunday school lesson. He's got to get bigger and more real to you than a Sunday morning message. Listen, you've got to have an experience with God. You've got to come in contact with Jesus Christ. Because he is the one that will change your life. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? There's a story of a man that went to the doctor one day, and he told the doctor, he said, Doc, he said, man, everywhere I, everywhere on my body that, that I touch hurts. He said, I touch my foot, and it hurts. I touch my shoulder, it hurts. I touch my head, it hurts. He said, everywhere on my body that I touch hurts. The doctor checked him out sent him through all kind of tests couldn't find anything that was going on with him and so he sent him back home but he came back the next uh, week and he said doc it's still everywhere I touch it's hurting and I don't know what's going on. So the doctor said well I'm going to do a complete scan on you and I'm going to figure out what's going on in your life and So he did. Come to find out, this man had a broke finger. And everywhere he touched, it hurt. I say that to say this. If God is not in the proper place in your life, then it will affect every area that you touch. You touch your family without God, and it will affect your family. You touch your children, and if your view of God is all messed up, then, friend, it will affect your children. Listen, our schools are in a mess, but you know what? It's not the teacher's fault, and it's not even the child's fault. It's because they've been touched by parents who didn't know God who have a view of God that is all goofed up and messed up. And I could use another word there, but but you know what I'm talking about. It's a messed up view of God. And I, lo- I love that story uh, about Ai and Achan when God looks at Joshua and says, what, what are you laying on your face for? Why are you crying and throwing dirt all over your back? Get up. Because... Somebody has messed up around you and it's affecting you, but I'm not going to let it infect you. Maybe this morning... just need to to say Lord I need to see you for who you are God I need to see you not on the cross but I need to see you as the conquering king I need to see you as the mighty God God Lord I need to see you today as the prince of peace the lion of Judah because what I'm going through today is affecting me but I want my view of who you are to be changed this morning I'm going to ask you today if you will to just bow your heads close your eyes and give me just just a moment as the worship team begins to sing I want to ask you this question today do you really know him do you really know him as your Lord as your savior as your master? Do you really know him today? Do you really know that if he was able to deal with Jericho's yesterday, that he is able to deal with your AI this morning? So I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If you're here and you say, Pastor, you know what? my relationship. You see, my view of God is really my relationship with God. Because if I see Him as God Almighty, if I see Him as my Savior and my Redeemer, then it's going to cause me to pursue Him. So if you're here this morning and your relationship with God is not where it needs to be. I'm going to ask you today, if you will, just just slip, slip up your hand and say, Pastor, my relationship with God is not where it needs to be, and I want to get it right today. I want to turn my life around today. And I want my view of God to change this morning. I'm tired of being affected by everybody else around me. you're here this morning you say pastor I just need for God to give me a fresh revelation of who he is I just need a fresh insight a fresh uh, realization of who God is if that's you this morning I'm going to ask you just to step out from where you are just come together around the altar this morning and let God just refresh who he is in your life Let God give you that fresh revelation this morning.